This is the Hoosier Ag Today Thursday podcast. It's February the 29th, 2024. I'm Ian Bank, and on the Hat Podcast, Eric Pfeiffer has the news from Houston and this year's Commodity Classic. He's with an Indiana farmer leader who will update us on the issues of the day for corn growers. The Hat Podcast is made possible by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin is here, says cold continues today but less windy. And Wednesday, ag markets mixed after corn and beans rebounded. Analysis coming with Tom Fritz on the Hoosier Ag Today Thursday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. This is Hoosier Ag Today News. This week from Houston, Texas and Commodity Classic with Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller. Our coverage is brought to you by the Indiana Soybean Alliance, the Indiana Corn Marketing Council, and Sweetwater Technologies. Now, from Houston, here's Eric Pfeiffer. Commodity Classic is underway here in Houston, and I'm with J.R. Raisner, a farmer from Ferdinand, Indiana, and also a member of the National Corn Board. Mm-hmm. Policy takes place this week. This is what this event is really all about, you know, besides the massive trade show and everything else that's going on, which is a ton. But policy is really the big focus as a member of the Indiana Corn Growers Association, as a national corn board member. JR, I have to imagine that the farm bill is probably atop the priority list this week. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Farm bill is definitely something that that we'll have a lot of discussion this week. Uh, We're we're continuing to push for passage uh, this year. Um, You know, we're we're really focusing in on our priorities uh, with crop insurance, with uh, some of the foreign market development and market access program to to help trade promotion. And uh, also finding ways that we can, uh, you know, improve those safety nets uh, through ARC and PLC that the farmers need, especially uh, considering the downturn in, in farm prices here. Now, JR, I have to ask, now you can take off your ICGA hat, you can take off your NCGA hat, farmer J.R. Raisner. Do you think a farm bill is going to get done this year? It's an election year, Republicans and Democrats, they're, they're drawing a line in the sand on funding. What do we think? We're hopeful it will be, and and we're confident it it can get done this year. Uh, I think we have some good opportunities to to get it passed before the election. Um, I I think there's desire from everyone involved in in ag uh, and in Congress and and the Senate to get this done before the election cycle. A lot of other policy questions happening this week. We've been hearing a lot, and I'll let you address it here. Sustainable aviation fuel. This this is a, a big 
market opening opportunity for corn growers. Talk about the opportunity that's before us and what needs to happen from Congress to make it happen. Uh, it's going to be a, a big opportunity for corn growers. Uh, you know, we, we have a potential for 3 billion gallons by 2030. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's something that we are working really hard on. Um, Treasury, we, we've got some positive news there with the the adoption of some form of the GREEP model. Uh, we're working very hard with, with EPA and, and them to make sure it's uh, any changes that are made within that GREEP model re reflect what's what's happening in, in, the, uh, in the real world, in the the farm at the farm level and and are confident that that Greek model is going to open up a, a great pathway for us. Now sustainable aviation fuel again it might be a little ways off here we're just kind of getting that market going let's go to one that's been established for a while but we still need some folks in Congress to come on board with this E15 or unleaded 88. We're still having trouble getting this approved year-round here in the U.S. I imagine that's going to take some uh, discussion time this week as well. Yeah, def definitely will. Um, just recently here, EPA has approved the uh, the governor's request to uh, to allow. Uh, the eight governors request to allow year-round E15 sales. Um, you know, we're, we're confident that that's going to help push our market um, along and, and provide avenues for corn farmers. Uh, we need to really work with Congress now to get the, uh, the passage of year-round year E15 for the rest of the nation. Um, there's uh, currently the National uh, Consumer and Fuel Retailers Choice Act that, that is in the Senate that would open that avenue for year-round E15, and, and we're working very hard with Congress to make sure we get passage of, of year-round E15 sales. J.R. Raisner, Indiana Farmer, Indiana Corn Growers Association, National Corn Board member, thanks for joining us. Have a great week here in Houston. Thank you. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Farm Credit Mid-America believes that your crop insurance should be maximized to address what's important to you. With their data-optimized decision tool, you can build a policy custom-fit to your operation's goals. Using your past production data, their tool, which they have exclusive access to in their territory, maps out future events, helping you choose the perfect policy time, coverage level, and options for you, all guided by their crop insurance agents. To learn more, visit fcma.com slash crop insurance. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity provider. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend. Going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We We're want all... you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Who's Right Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Looking at the setup, we are cold for your Thursday. No doubt about it, Canadian high pressure is in here taking full control and there's not much that we're going to be able to talk about except for the fact that, you know, sunshine is out, skies have cleared out overnight and we're looking at a beautiful looking day for your Thursday. It's just going to be chilly. The other good news piece is the winds have subsided dramatically over what we saw yesterday. So 
Uh, we're not looking at wind chills being as big of a problem. This also is high pressure, and so it's going to move off to the east as we move through the day today. That's going to put us on the backside, which will allow south winds to take over likely this afternoon and evening. That's where we start to see temperature moderation. Tomorrow, all of a sudden, much warmer than what we're dealing with today, and the weekend is on track to be beautiful. Probably have some clouds to deal with over central and southern Indiana for your Friday, but I don't expect precipitation. The weekend is fully sunny for Saturday and Sunday with temperatures rivaling what we saw this past Monday and Tuesday. So it's going to be quite warm, very, very spring-like. The rest of next week, I think a little unsettled for that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday time frame. There is a frontal boundary that is going to be impacting the upper Midwest and parts of the Great Lakes region Monday, but it never really has moisture build down the front into anywhere else. So I'm ready to say that we're mostly dry as we move through the early part of next week. Maybe we see a few hit and miss scattered showers on Monday night and early Tuesday. If we see anything there, I think we're talking about a half an inch or less and coverage at about 60%. Then we put together a dry Wednesday and into early Thursday before our next front comes in out of the plains. That one has better moisture potential, quarter to three quarters of an inch, but I'm going to say coverage is only about 50%. So you get the idea, coverage or totals, that's what's going to be back and forth on the systems next week. Yes, there are a couple of systems around, but nothing that I could say we have to count on as getting us wet here across the region. Temperatures are going to stay near to slightly above normal, but it's not like we're looking at this big springtime push that we're dealing with right now holding long term. I'm actually seeing temperatures pull back a little bit off of the highs. That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great rest of your day. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Do you have an interest in taking your hay or livestock operation to the next level but need some help doing it? Then head out to the Hay and Livestock Expo hosted by Reynolds Farm Equipment, March 15th from 8 to 3 at the Boone County Fairgrounds. Join them for free lunch and hear from speakers, visit over 15 vendor booths, win door prizes, and more. Pre-register for a chance to win a roll of net wrap and hay knife. To register or for more information, visit events.reynoldsfarmequipment.com slash hay-livestock-expo-24. Mixed markets as corn and beans go higher, wheat trades lower. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday Farm Market Review. All the numbers coming up, but first, market analysis. I grabbed that at the end of trade from Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Tom, we did work both sides in the corn and bean markets, but a higher close. However, we shall not look at this as any kind of a fundamental shift. We're still looking at pretty bearish situations in both of those markets, correct? I believe you are, Andy. Uh, you know, I, you know, earlier this week, or uh, I should say last week, we talked about the need for some short covering. You know, it almost got to the point where the market had a uh, a radical degree of oversold. And as far as I was concerned, the corn market, if you wanted it to go yet even lower, it needed to go higher first. Uh, you know, clean up some shorts, uh, get some bottom pickers in there, if you will. Uh, bear markets are sustained through liquidation. And, you know, I ask, who are we liquidating? The biggest long in the market is the U.S. producer. At least that's the thought. And uh, so far, we don't see him uh, liquidating his uh, cash position. So, But the bottom line is uh, we've had short covering since uh, Monday's reversal. And uh, tomorrow's the last day of the month. We also see uh, deliveries against the March contract. Uh, I think we should see some. 
Uh, I don't think it'll be, uh, you know, a big time volume, but I think we should see some. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see what uh, month end brings us. And then on uh, Friday, you know, it's the brand new month. Will that bring back some selling? But uh, right now, as far as I'm concerned, it's all about short covering. And some of the technicians are going to say, hey, there's room to yet move even higher. Uh, just before you called uh, this afternoon, somebody called me, said, uh, where do you see some upside potential for May Corn? I said, in the near term, 440 is not out of the realm. Now, does that mean it's going there? Well, I think we're going to need some prompting uh, if we're going to get there. And so, you know, what could the prompting be? Um, you know, we haven't seen much in the amount of corn sales. Uh, the weather in South America looks pretty good for the uh, just recently planted second season corn crop from Brazil. Weather looks pretty good for the developing corn crop in Argentina. So um, tomorrow, weekly export uh, sales. Uh, the trade's not looking for any massive numbers, but uh, you never know. You never know. So, uh, but like I said, from a technical standpoint, with uh, today's close, may attract some further buying. And yet we have one more month to, or one more day to finish out the month. Uh, the wheat market, you know, it's, uh, it takes its cue from overseas markets. And uh, the Paris wheat market, uh, it was down again today. You know, every now and then, you know, okay, just like any other bear market, doesn't mean it goes down every day, as uh, you've seen in our U.S. wheat markets. But, uh, you know, our demand, it's not the best. Yes, we do have a uh, relatively tight stock scenario for uh, the uh, hard red winter wheat, as evidenced by the spreads over there. But, uh, you know, spreads in Chicago have been trying to work. They gave up the ship today. So that would suggest you're going to see some deliveries against the Chicago contract. Uh, the uh, action in Kansas City says you won't see any deliveries there. So, But as far as the flat price is concerned, uh, U.S. wheat demand, it's, you know, it's dismal. Uh, yeah, you know, we've got some demand in uh, – doing the shipments for the soft red wheat that we sold to China a number of months ago. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure that's enough to support the market at this point in time. So what do we have to look forward to going, uh, going down the road? Uh, some folks are starting to talk about, as far as hard red winter wheat goes in the south, uh, the false spring, meaning uh, the winter wheat has come out of dormancy. It's only February 28th. Uh, there's a lot of room for uh, weather issues uh, before the uh, hard red winter wheat uh, comes to fruition. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a need for uh, a weather premium there. But uh, so far, the price action, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, seems to be just okay with it uh, holding, if you will. So uh, if you're going to see a performance on the upside, uh, I think we're going to have to see some weather issues develop either here in this country or overseas. And right now overseas, uh, I'm told the winter wheat uh, conditions in both Europe and the Black Sea areas are not seeing any major threats. So uh, with that said, um, you know, maybe we'll just, you know, continue to be a trading range affair. But uh, longer term, it's just my personal opinion that uh, we do have a little bit of a need for a weather premium just because of the issue of the quote-unquote false spring. And I know we had one of these in 2014, 
and I want to say there was one in 2017, but uh, my memory's just not that good. Uh, soybean market, a little bit of short covering over there. Uh, not a bad performance considering yesterday's performance in the soybean market, where, as an example, uh, you know they, uh, the market started out looking pretty good yesterday. You know, some good short covering. Prices were up a dime, only to fail miserably as the day went on. But what was supportive about today's price action is that we saw no follow through. So maybe the soybean market's trying to tell us, mm, maybe we've gone low enough. <clears throat> the debate still continues as to the size of the Brazilian soybean crop. Uh, we saw a uh, consultancy agency down there. Uh, what was it? Uh, overnight suggest uh, the Brazilian soybean crop is 153.3. Well, what was it? Not too long ago, we heard we heard 145 from a very credible source. So, you know, I, it begs the question, does anybody really know uh, the size of the uh, Brazilian soybean crop? But the market action is suggesting whatever it is, we've got enough soybeans for the time being. So uh, bottom line, from a technical standpoint, sure, there's room for, you know, there's room to rally. Uh, you look at the meal market. The meal market just flip-flops back and forth. Uh, you know, one day it looks good. The next day it, it doesn't look so good. Uh, yesterday was a prime example. Uh, early going, we saw a stiff uh, short covering rally, only to fail miserably, but no follow through today. So bottom line, you know, uh, the meal market, watch your meal market. I think that's going to dictate the direction of the soybean market. And uh, Brazil is starting to come on with some new crop beans being crushed being sold to the world. Uh, Argentina's not there yet. They won't be there yet for another, what, six, eight weeks. So um, you know, I think the soybean market would do well for itself just to, uh, you know, a concerted effort to consolidate in here. But uh, once again, as I suggested, watch your meal market because, uh, as I've said in the past, Meal is the deal. Tom Fritz there, EFG Group in Chicago. Settlements now from Wednesday trade. Up a nickel on the March and May corn contracts. March ends at 413 and a quarter. May 428 and a half. July 440 and a quarter, up four and a quarter. March beans 1134, up two and three quarters. And May four and a half higher, 1145 and a quarter. March wheat down 15 cents. May contract 574 and three quarters down nine and a half cents. The meat's mixed. April live cattle down $1.60 at 186.12. And we pick up a dime on April lean hogs, $86 even. I'm into Eubank with the Wednesday market review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm network.